called Melon Bunny. Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play Little Bean instead. Aquaman's a hero! Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble! This is the Fantastic Forum, all games radio's premier comic book show, and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from All Game Studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us, because we'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building on Skype. He is our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the Cal. He is our resident Dark Knight detective. He's Oz. I forgot we had a theme song. Indeed. Also, we have the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh and vulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. Is today Ass Wednesday? Oh, that's not right. That's not right. It's a question. It's an honest question. Also, on the line, the man who made it happen today, uh, despite our technical difficulties, Tiger Claw. All game zone, Tiger Claw on the line. What up, Tiger Claw? What's up? Uh, shout out to Jay. He's not going to make it today. Oh, and I should also mention, my name's Lawrence Young. That that's all. I look. I don't. I don't deserve the mayor title today. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Um, we got a great show for you today because we're going to talk to you about some comic books. Uh, we're going to do a review of the the Visitor. Uh, damn! Wait, the visitor is—it's a uh, damn. What's the what's the rest of the title, Moses? The visitor, the visitor, and how and why he stayed. There you go. That like I knew it was something like that. I, I love that title, by the way. It's in your cell phone messages. I know, but my phone is in the other room, and so I didn't have enough time to like go get it. I was hoping I was gonna remember. I tried to get it uh, early. Well, you know what? I'll talk about that later. We're going to review that. <laughs> the Visitor. Uh, and how he wa- and why he stayed. <laughs> and how and why he stayed. Would the follow-up uh, we'll be called and how, why he left? No. Well, we don't know <laughs> if he left or not. No. Well, he gets deported, right? What? Oh, he geez. gets deported, right? I mean, why, why? See? See? We're also going to talk about America number one. Uh, and of course, the latest and greatest in comic book news, and whatever else it is you want to talk about. So we got all that jumping off. Um, also, uh, or I should say, before we do all that, though, we want to make sure that we thank Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course, you guys, the All Games community, for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this me- medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. You can get all your comic book needs met. At Jeffrey's Comics, you can give him a call at 310-538-3198. You can actually still call them now. They're still open. You know, it's Wednesday. It's new comic book day. Yay. Um, 
So if you want to get down with Fantastic Forum, we got a few different ways to do it. Um, we have our our well, I guess you're not going to call it on our Skype line. Uh, you would uh, today. You call All Games Radio. All Games Network. Uh, I'm sorry, All Games Network. Jeez. Call All Games Network. That's all one word, Tiger Claw? No. Tiger Claw's like, I don't know. I believe it's two. It's All Games, then Network? Yeah. There you go. Call All Games Network. Jump in on yeah, the conversation. All Games Network. Or you can... Got it. <laughs> Thanks, Tiger Claw. <laughs> or... Or you can uh, hit us in chat, chat.allgames.com, allgames.com slash chat. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take your comment directly out of chat and bring it into the show, uh, which, you know, nine times out of ten, well, maybe not nine, maybe more like six times out of ten, maybe seven, it would be it would be Tiger Claw's comment that I would be reading just because Tiger Claw usually says something that it's like, hey, guys, are you guys going to talk about I'm here, so I don't really have to talk about anything. What would that be today? Yeah, so just say it, Tiger. I'll say it out loud. What is it that you're you're wondering if we had done or seen um, or talked about or going to talk about tonight, Tiger Claw? Um, uh, how about that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy trailer that got released, the new one? Got you, got you. I did see a lot of people talking about that. I did not look at it, and I, I made a conscious decision not to, because I'm not ready to talk or not ready to watch. A new Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. You're because not ready I've... for non-planetoid ego. Yeah, look, it's like trust me, man. Like, the more and more I see of these Guardians trailers, the more and more I'm just like, I'm not. I'm not. It's not that I'm. I, it's not that I'm not feeling good about the movie because the movie's gonna be fun and it's gonna be awesome. It's just not gonna be Guardians, and that makes me sad. Especially when Marvel Cosmic is coming back in in the comics, like, like I hashtag read, not my guardians. Exactly. What is you it say, coming? Ma- is it coming back in a in a way that you know they changed it to fit more like the movies? No, no, that's the whole thing. At least not so far. I mean, I just read an issue of the Ultimates where where friggin. Uh, uh, Lord Chaos and Master Order were basically basically dragged Galactus in front of the Living Tribunal because the the Cosmic Order is all out of whack because he's not a destroyer of worlds anymore. He's a life bringer, and he's like literally going to dead planets and and making them making them populated and, and and full of life, and they don't like that. I thought Living Tribunal got killed. Living Tribunal did get killed in the pre-Secret Wars universe. But remember, or, well, not remember, but at the end of Secret Wars, basically, um, Reed, Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic, basically brought just about everything back and everyone back. So he, he made a new universe as he saw fit and then rode off into the sunset with his family to be, I don't know, maybe gods, demigods. I don't know. Nobody knows, but he, he, he rode off with, 
his wife and kids and then left everybody to do their own thing. That's why you have Thing and Johnny doing different non-Fantastic Four stuff. Okay, is that, is that the reason for the new weapon plus X or H? Wait, what are we talking? What are we talking about? D- Department H, Weapon H. Who's Weapon H? Really? You're the Marvel guy. You don't what, know Weapon what? H? It's Who not Captain weapon? America. No, it's um, it's Hulk and Wolverine put together. Is that a thing? I've never heard of that. I was reading an article about it. <laughs> I mean, is is that something that's happened already? Yeah, or, there's preview pictures of it and everything. Oh, I, I it's the think... it's the old man Logan Hulk thing, right? No, it was it was Hulk, and he had Wolverine claws, and he was in a giant vat, uh, like they were just they're like like they were just they just created him, and I think he's supposed to be part of the the Weapon X or Weapon Plus program. And I feel I feel like. You've been smoking that peyote. Tire claw links. You don't smoke, <laughs> it Larry. Is, it Larry, is past Larry. Wednesday. Larry, I don't. Larry, <laughs> I don't want you to, to spread false information and the kids over there getting themselves killed. You don't smoke peyote. Oh, what do you do to, with peyote? I'm sorry. You make a tea. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't smoke peyote, kids. Make a tea like good Englishmen. Mo, you celebrate Hash Wednesday. Um, I, I I did. Wait, yeah. wait, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait. Well, I I got I smoked the pipe and then I got Please. the ash. I got the ash that was done and I made a upside down cross on my. Why forehead. don't we leave the Catholics alone to have their day? Well, oh, you know, Mo, they didn't Mo leave the little the, kids alone. Mo's the most <laughs> Catholic if he's putting the upside down cross. Yeah, that's Saint Peter. Yeah, that's the Pope symbol. Mo's like the Pope. Mo is not like the Pope. <laughs> Better. Okay. I don't know. This Pope's pretty cool. Nah, I don't trust him. Nah, I don't trust <laughs> Mo's like, nope. So well, wait. E- either way, uh, Tire Claw, you've got to be able to find the links. Unfortunately, is this... I'm driving right now. But this so, is a thing. So wait. So it's the preview of the Weapon X comic book that hasn't come out yet. The one that's coming out in like April or May. Is that what you're talking about? I... Don't remember the title. I don't remember the writer, and I don't remember the artist. I remember, <laughs> but I remember a badass image of a Hulk with, okay. with Wolverine claws. Well, hey, this might be happening. I I don't think you would make that up, Oz. However, you can't expect me to remember things that haven't happened yet. Like, I, if I missed the preview, I missed the preview. I would expect you to remember a big deal like that as the Marvel Marvel lover of the Hulk with well, Wolverine apologies. claws. Let me see what I can find. I don't. I mean, I for me, like, I, like I'm not gonna get excited about a hulked out Wolverine or a Wolverine out out Hulk unless there's like a really solid story attached to it. Like, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not opposed to like little yeah, cool mashups, I guess, but but I don't in. want. Yeah, I, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's just because it's Hulk and Wolverine combined doesn't make that by itself isn't going to excite me. There, there you go. It's uh, well, I, 
I thought it looked cool. It was, it was a cool image. I enjoyed it, and I hate Marvel, so. <laughs> See? That's why you liked it, because you hate Marvel. But, yeah. Anyway, uh, Marvel Cosmic is, yeah, they're doing, like, regular Marvel Cosmic things. Like, I saw Ego in a in a friggin' Nova book the other day, and he was a planet. <laughs> and But for how long? Exactly, which is, like, I'm not doubting that they'll make uh, Ego a person, especially if people are, like, you know, gravitating towards that character, which I can't imagine that would happen. But, hey, you know, I, I don't know if I would have said the same thing. I might have said the same thing about Baby Groot. And, you know, but apparently people love Baby Groot. And hopefully, or not hopefully, but he very well may spend a good portion of that movie. I'm as pretty a baby sure tree. we'll see Ego as the planet. They He probably has some way of, becoming human so he can be able to visit other worlds or something. Well, he has to bang that that chick, right? Yeah, he has to he ha, yeah, he, ha, he he has to have met Star-Lord's mom somehow. I'm like I'm just trying to figure out like who who's well, the person but like that's the he... thing it doesn't he doesn't that's Tyre Claude, that's why I guess, you know, that's why I thank you for broadcasting for us. Because Ego didn't fuck Star-Lord's mom. Not in, not in the comics. Uh, you mean in not the, in, in the if com- you're talking about the, in, the, in the comics, right. no. In the comic. But, right. you know, it's the Marvel yeah, yeah, Cinematic Universe. Ego and Star-Lord should not have any type of relationship like that. But, you know, it's... Like, Mar- I can understand... Oh, go ahead, it, You know, it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so they're trying to make, you know make it work for the movies because maybe it's a little too far-fetched <laughs> in the actual comics. That's why they come up with it, these it, crazy ideas. It actually ideas works better the... the original way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it worked It worked. It worked in the Bible. It'll work in the movies. Here's the thing. Like, I can definitely understand somebody at, it, like, in the MCU or some of the, you know, the producers or whatever feeling like, you know, Jason is a little boring. Like Star Lord's dad in the comics is just a bastard of a dude that happens to basically rule uh, over a, a group of people. Like not, and when I say rule over, I don't mean like he's a despot. Even though you might be able to make an argument, but he's the king, and. That's, I mean, that's pretty much the long and the short of it. Like, he's he's the son of an alien king that, you know, he didn't really know. And it's not like, like you Jesus, know... Like Jesus. No, not like Jesus. <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, that might be... Not sexy enough for for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but if you're not going to do that, I don't understand why you go to ego. Like I don't, I don't know. Like I don't understand. And who knows? There might be something that's going to happen in this movie that will help me understand that. 
And I'll be like, oh, that's brilliant. But I really no, doubt I it. I doubt it. Yeah, <laughs> I really doubt it. it because I don't the... feel like brilliant things don't happen in Guardians of the Galaxy movies. No, that's that's some, you know, that's the Captain America trilogy. Right. Right. Like the twist, the, the, the second twist in friggin' uh, uh, in friggin' Civil War is kind of brilliant. You know, it's like a good a good reason for people to keep fighting that probably shouldn't be fighting. Right. But, you know, it's like, cool. Let's Let's go with that, you know? But, yeah, I don't, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, they did that same thing in, in Winter Soldier, too. Where, because, you know, they were like, okay, yeah, you, you're a comic book nerd, and you're going to come see Winter Soldier, and you already know that Bucky is the Winter Soldier, and we're going to have that reveal for the people that don't know, but I bet you didn't know that S.H.I.E.L.D. was HYDRA. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? S.H.I.E.L.D.'s HYDRA? No one knew. That was awesome. I don't feel like anything's going to get to that level in Guardians 2, but hopefully I'll be pleasantly surprised. You, you know something like, about that? You know something about that new Guardians of the Galaxy 2 trailer? Don't you think they kind of spoiled it a little bit by revealing Star-Lord's dad at the very end of it? They should have probably kept it a secret a little bit. Why? Why? I don't. Yeah, I don't. We already, we already knew with Kurt Russell and I know. I know that, but I mean, out. I mean, for the actual movie, when he just shows up and he says he's his dad, I mean, all of a sudden they show that scene where he says, "I'm, I'm your father," or whatever, and you know, it kind of like ruins the surprise a bit for some people. Well, not a bit. It ruins the surprise. Period. If that's a surprise, but ideally, that's not the surprise, right? Yeah, there's probably something else going on there. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens, but ah, uh, yeah, it's like I'm I'm definitely gonna see it, just like everyone else. <laughs> so, and and and, and, and but... I'll be wearing I'll be wearing my Guardians of the Galaxy T-shirt when I see it. That's awesome, Tiger Claw. <laughs> <laughs> Thank but you. I know. Thank you for broadcasting, Tiger Claw. Right. You're welcome. But I, I guess for me, I'm just like, the less previews I see, the more I'll at least have the possibility of being able to like look at and be like, oh, that was interesting. That's that's novel. I didn't know that was going to happen because I'm not certain the plot's going to do that. <laughs> so it's like I might just have to take the, the sight gags and the shtick and just go with that because I don't I don't know. I feel like a curmudgeon. It's like, I can totally hear people listening right now and be like, who doesn't like Guardians? Who is this guy? Oh, oh I get that. I get that a lot. I get that a lot at work, man. Like, I actually started saying I like Guardians. <laughs> because, yeah. The pressure it, got it, to you? Yeah, or are you trying not to mess your money up? <laughs> well, no, it's not even messing the money up because I, I actually do discriminate a little. Like, if somebody's a Trump supporter, I don't, you know. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> that's not right. Well, it's, you know, yeah, but that was before. 
that, <laughs> He's like, that's, that's before I knew you were a fascist. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like, you know, I, fashionista. <laughs> you know, they love discrimination so much. I'll give it to them a little. There it is. But, um, but yeah, it, it's more of like, it just, I don't want to have a whole argument with somebody over guardians. Like I'm not, I'm not that invested in it. I'm more invested in it in principle of what it should be and right. what it could be. Right. Than, uh, than what it is. I mean, guardians could be like truly epic and it probably is going to be epic. treat it like it's. Well, well, there you go. Like, I, like I was, my next sentence would be, and I know people treat it like it is, but it really isn't. It's not epic. It's fun, and it's it's definitely entertaining. But epic? I mean, I think the second one looks like it's gonna like, be epic because of all the stuff that happens in the that's gonna happen. I wish that what. Like, what I wanted to come out of Guardians feeling like is how I felt when I came out of Rogue One. Like, that's that kind of... And don't get me wrong, Rogue One could totally be perceived as being really depressing. (laughs) So, in in, in some ways... All of the best Star Wars movies are like that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, I think more so, I'm just talking about, like, like I feel like Rogue One comes closer to epic and kind of like space opera y, and it's not like I don't want the lighter stuff there because the lighter stuff in Guardians, I think would make a great juxtapositioning so, to the kind of so you're saying story that they okay. told in Rogue One. So Guardians of the Galaxy, the comic is supposed to be a space opera, and the movie is doesn't feel like that. I would say I don't know if I would go so far as to say the comic is a space opera, but it's definitely like a space odyssey kind of thing going on. And it's, it's like the difference between like Star Trek and well, well, you can't even say that now thanks to J.J. Abrams. But I know, right? <laughs> it, it, it's like uh, like the difference between Star Trek and I guess Firefly, where Guardians is more like Star Trek with just a little bit of the Firefly. And then this went the whole, the movie went the opposite way and where it went more towards Firefly than Star Trek. So it's yeah. so so you're saying it's more like but, a space but, western. It is. And honestly, I mean I'm glad Moses brought up Firefly because actually I think Firefly is probably the right tone for Guardians. Yeah, but but, but I don't think that Guardians Guardians leans like if you want to say Firefly is like sixty percent drama, forty percent comedy, or sixty five thirty five, sixty five drama, thirty five percent comedy. I think Guardians is the opposite, and that kind of you know it kind of makes it. I mean, I'm not saying you have to; it has to be serious. I'm just saying that you know you don't ever really. Or at least I, I don't know. I never really felt the stakes in Guardians. Like I, I actually started appreciating Guardians more when I started looking at it as like the whitewashed uh, cowboy bebop. <laughs> whitewashed cowboy bebop. That's funny. I could see that. Yeah, I could definitely see you appreciating that more. <laughs> and you know, again, it doesn't matter because. At the end of the day, 
or I guess it only matters so much because at the end of the day, there was only so many Guardians of the Galaxy fans, especially that incarnation of Guardians of the Galaxy. It's not like it was a super popular comic book, and that's why it was such a big chance for Marvel to take. And you know what? They took some liberties to try to make sure the joint was successful, and I guess you can't really argue with the results. I mean, people loved it. But so. we, I mean, Larry, we've seen it happen before where people know nothing about it. Right. And they do it close to the, the source material, and then people love it. Yeah. Like, not, pe- not, you know, the masses, but, like, people can't even believe that it was based on the comic. Right. You know? Even Al right. Pacino liked and it. honestly, even who? Al Pacino. You know, the actor? Al, Al Pacino? Yeah, Al Pacino, he liked it. He liked <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> okay. I was like, who is Al Pacino? <laughs> I was like, I'm, it's like, I don't know that rapper. I don't mess with him. Yeah, actually, so so did Stanley Tucci. <laughs> you dumb. Listen, I, I guess my thing is this. I feel like as much as people loved that Guardians of the Galaxy movie, the movie that they could have made that was closer to the comic, they would have loved just as much, if not more. Oh, yeah. Because then you, I mean, a, a movie that actually has a badass Gamora, a, a movie that, you know, can can give you, like, a, a really, not only a, a kick-ass Drax, but like that... Greedier. Yeah, exactly. Like, because I mean, it's like you have so many comedic elements in there already with like Groot and Rocket and Star Lord that you know it would be cool to have like a at least to me a really edgy dude in there that is like okay, this guy's no joke, and like it's not that he doesn't get the jokes, which yeah. is, was the joke in in the Guardians movie we saw, but it's that. This fool don't have no time for jokes. You know what I'm saying? He, he's hunt, yeah. he's hunting he's hunting somebody. And the true testament, like, a true testament to the movie is that they didn't. If they do it closer to the comics, they wouldn't have to recast. Like I think everybody in that movie could play a more truer to the comic version oh, of those characters. Absolutely. No, I mean, and that you like, I you know, I never had any issue with any of the cast because the casting I think was spot on. It's like it's just one of those things where it's like, and even I remember even the early previews. I'm like that tone seems good, but then when you actually get to the movie, it's like, oh, okay, so this is not going to go down the way that it's supposed to, <laughs> or or the way as a fan of the comic I would like to. Maybe that's the better way to say it. <laughs> but you're right. Like all those people could play. Like uh, friggin' friggin' Zoe Saldana can mess around and and. Work the hell out of that version of Gamora, and I think Batista probably could too. Oh yeah, what about like, you know? Uh, and, uh, it would have been a good, a what good about what's her uh, name uh, as, acting uh, opportunity for him. What about the other chick? What's her name? That 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 is Gamora's sister. Forgot her name. <laughs> Nebula. Yeah, uh, Nebula. Kieran, what yeah. about her? Yeah, not her sister. Yeah, yeah. Like in, in the comic, Nebula's Thanos's granddaughter. Which he doesn't believe, um, which is interesting because I'm like, they, you know, she's supposed to be the granddaughter from the future, 
<laughs> and so I think that's part of why he doesn't believe, along with the fact that he's like, I don't have kids. But he has ended up having a kid. Um, so, I, I mean, I think that, you know, it's funny because, I, I mean, Kieran, Kieran Gillen is good. <laughs> yeah, he's a great writer. You're hilarious. <laughs> well, you keep saying Kieran, but oh. it's, Car- it's Karen. Oh, shut up. You Karen, pronounce your name Karen? Karen Gillian, I think. That's how you say it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, you're... Karen yeah, Gillian. I have correcting your pronunciation. I know. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, he made you so... look like such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> look, what about this? I, uh, I totally, I totally Al Pacino'd it. <laughs> what about this? So what about like, the? Uh, what about the new chick that's in the team? Uh, what's her name with the antennas? Mantis. Yeah, Mantis. Mantis. I mean, from what I've seen in the preview, she seems like she might be like the character. Um, but at the same time, who knows? Like, we'll have to wait and see. I don't even like. You know, like and then isn't? I mean, they're making Yandu basically a part of the team, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that Yandu's a bastardization of it. Like, I mean, I can't. It's hard. I could. I could probably forgive everything else in that movie if there was no Yandu. <laughs> like, I do like his arrow though. That 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 thing that he, that shoots around that he whistles at. I thought that's. I think that's yeah, pretty cool. That that's in the book. That's the only part of the character that actually is a part of the comic. <laughs> hmm. It's like he has an arrow that he can that he whistles to control. I'll never forgive them for the Nova Corps, though. Oh, Nova Corps, so bad. Oh it's my like God. they literally like made that Nova Corps into the Green Lantern movie. They made that Nova Corps into the Green Lantern movie? What, what do you mean? Like, you know, how they did Green Lantern for the movie, they did that for the Nova Corps. Oh. I, I always think of the Nova Corps and the Green Lantern as kind of like the analogs of each other. Oh, they are. Definitely yeah, Marvel so Marvel's like, version of the Greenland. Speaking Lantern. of the Nova Corps, I posted this in the uh, Facebook group. You know of a character named Darkhawk? Who he's supposed yes. to he's supposed <laughs> no, to in the movie. Is he is he oh. a Nova Corps or something? No. Well at least well he wasn't in the comic, but who knows in these movies. <laughs> Darkhawk might be uh uh friggin' Star Lord's grandfather, for all we know. It's actually I was hoping his sister. In that, I was hoping in that first movie they would destroy the whole Nova Corps, <clears throat> set up for a Nova movie. See, I don't, I don't like, but with the Nova Corps being what it is, I don't understand how you make a, a Nova movie. Like, right? And like not early, only that, and it's like the, the the destroying of it isn't a great feat, right? Because it's like they're just dudes in in little like literal starships, <laughs> so, like, uh, and it's and it's bumbling dudes. It's like police academy with uh, you know, <laughs> right. with, uh, with. I'm pretty with sure there are other Nova, Nova Corps and other planets, not just the main one. It's like I don't think John C. Riley could have done the Nova Corps Academy like boot camp thing. Yeah. You know that that would be funny if they do yeah. a Nova Corps movie and it'd be like the Police Academy movie. No, no, that would no, not be no. funny, Tiger Claw. No. It has to be like Twenty One Jump Street. It, yeah, Twenty One no. Jump Street. No, 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 no comedian Nova movie. Well, they, they oh. have spaceships, so it'd be like chips. 
Oh, um, uh, we'll John, to that joke. John C. Riley and, I don't know, some ethnic dude. <laughs> the, the, dude the dude from Star Wars. The Indian guy. The... Poe? Yeah, no, the other guy, the the one from Rogue One, the the live action Jar Jar Binks. Live action. One? You're not you're not talking about freaking. Wait, the guy with Ip the man. gun? Oh no, he's talking about the pilot. No, it's it. Is it the pilot? He it's the, the one that the pilot that that brought the secrets in the message. Uh, Bodhi? No, no. It, yeah, I think I think Tiger Claw got it. It's the guy that actually gave the team the name Rogue One. That's the yeah, same that guy that. Pilot. Yeah, that's who Oz was okay. talking about. Yeah, that guy. He's Indian. Hop down. Let's do that. Well, it got quiet all of a sudden. Things got quiet on Skype all of a sudden. Oh, there we go. You you guys are back. Uh, yeah, we lost. I lost audio for a bit. Hello. That's weird. Oh, there we go. Hello. Uh, yeah, we lost audio. We lost Skype audio for a bit, but looks like you guys are back. Cool. All right. As you were saying. Did we lose Larry? Yeah, it uh, looks like we lost Larry. Can you hear me? Oh, there there oh, you there, are. There you are. Okay. Damn the, it. Okay. Uh, going going <laughs> back to uh going back to what we were talking about earlier, the guy you were talking about? His name is Riz Ahmed. Yeah, that guy. Word. Sounds like the bomb. <laughs> okay. Why Why is he the real-life Jar Jar Binks? Because he's yeah, I... funny, tall, and lanky, and he's got bug eyes. So, do you guys believe this this thing about a Nightwing movie? Nah. What What were they saying about it? That they're they found a director and they're making it. I'm all for I mean, it. They, that. I'm all for it. Doesn't no, I don't see a problem with that. As long as they are you thinking like it may not happen. It's one of the, look. I'm still waiting for the Booster Gold show. But here's a question: Do you think they would do the uh, Nightwing movie before the Batman movie, or is that going to be after it? Like timeline wise, it would probably because, be because you know because you know because you know all the, the Batman movie. Well, I mean, well, 
because you know all the troubles has been going on to make that Batman movie I wonder if they will probably get this one out in the theaters first before they release the Batman and timeline wise they the movie's gonna have to acknowledge his connections to the Batman right mm-hmm it's all sudden quiet it's all it, it's all talk right now I'll I'll wait till they actually start shooting and believe it but I mean I mean to do a Nightwing movie does does Nightwing himself have a huge rogues gallery of characters or they're just all Batman villains they're all Batman villains uh both yeah it's mostly Batman I feel like the outside of like Superman and Wonder Woman, I mean, you could almost say that about any DC character, right? Not I, mean, the I Flash. guess. Oh, and Flash. Flash has his own rogues gallery. Yeah, but there is a while where Nightwing was. Well, I mean, if if basic if, mobsters, if Warner Brothers can make a Gotham City Sirens movie, they can make a Nightwing movie. Like I, I think it. the night, I think the Nightwing movie is like is perfect only because we already saw like the dead Robin suit in Dawn of Justice. We don't even, well, we don't even so know which Richard version of Robin Grayson, was Grayson. that. There was well, a Richard Grayson Greystone in Dawn of Justice. Oh, that's stupid. Never mind. Why did I put my faith in that fucking piece of shit movie? Is there? Oh, oh what? Oh, what? There's a there's a gravestone with Richard Grayson on it in Dawn of Justice. Oh. I noticed these things. Yeah, that's stupid. Another reason to hate that. Probably after you watch movie. the Ultimate Edition, they probably added that later. Unless uh, Nightwing as a as a secret agent. They can show up with Batman at the end and be like, "Ah, I remember when we told people." You could have the dead. movie take no, place. No, no, no. You could have the movie take place at a time when Batman wasn't around because Batman wasn't around for a while until Superman showed up, right? In in the in Batman v Superman. No, he'd been he'd been there for a long time. No, but I think he's saying like he was like retired, right? Yeah, like like he like he wasn't he, like he wasn't being Batman for a while until Superman showed up and then he became Batman again. Uh, I think you're just assuming that because of the Dark Knight Returns stuff. Yeah, that might be true actually, Claw, because it doesn't say he's retired. It just says he's yeah. old. All the cops knew him already. Like there wasn't at least I don't remember the scene from where the cops like who's that? Don't you remember? I only heard about him as a kid. Like they did that in Dark Knight Returns, but I don't know. I don't think they did that in in uh, Dawn of Justice. When they when they go in to to bust the uh, human trafficking ring, the the older cop like, "Oh, rookie, you're gonna you're gonna this is gonna be cool. Check this out," because he knows Batman's in there. And and the Nightwing movie, uh, do you think they will probably bring any of the other superheroes to make cameos in it? Nah. Other than super, other than Batman, Batman, of course. I don't think they'd even put Batman in it. What if they? I think they would in a flashback just to show Grayson, Robin Grayson, 
what if they what if they do a little the schism what if they do a little teen titans type of tease and bring in cyborg for a bit nah no cyborg's not a teen titan yeah he's straight up justice league It'd be like a demotion. Uh, yeah, That's but isn't, hilarious. No, he's, he's, so he's not. You know, he's not in the current Teen Titans lineup. No, in the in the cinematic universe for DC, he never. There was like never a point where he was in the Teen Titans. Like he just turns. It, it's just like New Fifty Two, uh, New Fifty Two Je- Justice League. Like he's just there. Right. I, wonder if like, I, I don't think in the, in the current DC continuity, he was never a Titan. Well, I right? mean, they could just then they could just bring in some of the other Teen Titan characters into the Nightwing movie, just nah, for nah, a nah, cameo nah, nah. or something like that. Because if they can do a Gotham uh, that, that City Cyrus movie money. with Catwoman, Poison Ivy, and Harley Quinn, I'm pretty sure they can s- stick in some of the other characters in Nightwing. That's just because it. They think Harley Quinn can't carry a movie by herself, and it's a chance to put in four extra boobs. So why not? It's the, you know it's their way of introducing these other rogues galleries in a separate movie, so they don't have to cram them all in. No, like it's Batman their way movie. of having as many hot chicks on the screen as possible. No, no, no. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, you know, it's, instead of cramming in all these Batman villains into one Batman movie, they can just spread them out in other movies that. Doesn't have Batman involved. You know, it's crazy because in this current, like, DC, you know, mass media climate, it's like, it feels like a, a, a Nightwing movie might be really tough because he has to be better than Arrow, but he can't be as good as Batman. And I don't know if there is there a lot of wiggle room in there. It doesn't feel like it. No. Like unless, you, 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 you make the, him as good as Batman, but happy. Unless, unless the Nightwing in the movie is not the Dick Grayson version, but another one. Whoever else. That's had, not gonna. That the Terry Cloud don't don't even say that. Yeah, it's the guy with the baseball bat. It's that Nightwing. Uh, who are we even talking about? Oh my god, I hate you people. You don't know Who's Nightwing, N I T E dash W I N G? I don't know who that is. He's, a, he's one of the Nightwing villains. He calls himself Nightwing and he walks around with a baseball bat. I mean, are you oh, mad at me for not knowing that? Yes! I'm <laughs> furious! How dare you! I mean, Never you should be happy I don't know that. Like, that yeah. that's, sounds really lame. That's a really bad villain, right? Like that's one of his main villains. <laughs> in the no, Blockbuster was the main villain. Well, you Nightwing. know Blockbuster, right? I do know yeah. Blockbuster. Yeah. That but was Night- made Nightwing versus Nightwing. <laughs> it was it was like a two issue thing. I mean, that guy got put away really quick. But with, with, a, with, a, with a cameo by Nightmare. <laughs> it's like Nightwing, Nightwing, N I T E. Uh, his his evil henchman is Nightlight. What? Why does he have a baseball bat? Like, how is that? Like, oh, I'm gonna get the great Well, because he's just he's just a bruiser, basically. Baseball bat's convenient. 
you know, Nightwing has the, the Screamer sticks, so it's kind of like a half-assed attempt at it because he's not, he's not trained. He's just, he's just a dude that beats people up. I, like, again, why, why would I know this? Like, this sounds like a really bad issue of Nightwing. It was a horrible issue, but it was amazing. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Because it, it was a dude calling himself Nightwing and beating people up and telling them I'm Nightwing. So now everybody's like, oh, Nightwing's pe- been beating people up with a baseball bat. Got it. it you know, in a, in a comic book where the dude's going up against mobsters and dodging bullets... Seeing him go up against a guy with a baseball bat and, uh, and some kind of mental complex is a little refreshing every now and then. Why everything got to be in space and life and death? <laughs> Caller, you are the uh, fifth member of Fantastic Forum. Tell us who you are, where you're calling from, and what you want to talk about. I'm hecked. I'm calling from the desert on the other side of the wall. <laughs> I want I want to talk about how bad DC screwed up their cinematic universe. Word. Let's talk about it, Hect. How how bad is it? At, you know, <laughs> at some point they're just going to have a convergence and fix everything. <laughs> uh, that would be a final crisis right there. It's a. I mean, look at what you're talking about with Cyborg. Just with Cyborg. Like, the Teen Titans history isn't there. So that kills a lot of potential movies that they could have had. It's not there in the comics either, though. I, I think with Rebirth, it might be. Um, Maybe? I don't like, know. Like, the history might be there, but he's not part of it right now. That That could be the case. Because, like... After the new 52, they went back and forth about five times with Tim Drake, whether he was a Robin, a legit Robin, or if he was just Red Robin. Right. So, like, with him, I don't know, because they did it, like, I don't know how many times back and forth. Right. But I think after Rebirth, I think Cyborg might have been a Titan. And now, I don't know, I don't even know who the current Teen Titans are right now. But I know Wally West is somewhere in there. I, I feel like, um, well, Wally Wally West is a Titan, and then the Teen Titans, I think right now, are actually being led by Damien, if I'm not mistaken. I thought Damien had his tag team with uh, Superboy, the new one. Oh, Damien's all over the place, man. Damien could do it all. Uh, he's a new Wolverine. I, I, saw, I saw Damien on the cover of the latest issue of Nightwing. <laughs> I, I, I'm not even joking. Like literally today, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, look, Damien's all over the place, man. Like, you know, I, I mean, that's cool. But I, I do agree with you. Where, like, I understand why DC did what it did because they're like, we want to make the Justice League more diverse. And you know, I get it. You're like, let's put in a token black dude. I'm not mad at that even. I don't know why they chose Cyborg, though. I mean... Because they've been trying to get Cyborg... It's like a, it's like wrestling. Like, Cyborg in Justice League is a main event, right? So they've been trying to get him up there for I don't know how long. It started with New 52. Nah, nah. That, he's not like that. 
uh, I guess if you do it like wrestling, it's when like you make mankind like the champion. Like he's a guy that's you know he's good for what he is at that lower level, and then you know you just want to put him in there and and easily like I, it, the it's the easy token for DC. Yeah, yeah I mean. I think somebody at DC really felt like Cyborg was their most popular black character. And and that could be so. I mean, unless you don't, like, I'm sure somebody was like, well, let's just do Martian Manhunter. But I'm sure somebody was like, well, you know, he's not really black because he's an alien. <laughs> you know? And they're like, yeah, I guess that's true. We don't want to mess around and, and be... They could have easily done Mr. Terrific. Yeah, no, I think Mr. Terrific actually would have been a better fit. It, not only because do I feel like, I mean, he could definitely do everything that they have um, Cyborg do in these Justice League comic books because he doesn't do a lot. But the things that he, the things that they do have him do, Mr. Terrific could do and probably do even better. But he could probably add more to the team. No, I just think from his own intelligence and shit. Yeah, no, I definitely think like. Mr. Terrific would make a really interesting, uh, uh, I, I don't want to say a foil, but a really interesting interaction with, like, Batman. And, like, I feel like those two could, like, almost like what they had, what they have um, uh, Bruce Banner and, and Tony Stark do in the Avengers movies, is, like, they almost could have done a, a slightly, a similar thing, but different of that with Batman and Mr. Terrific. And that would have been an interesting dynamic. And then also you don't have to worry about all the baggage, which, you know, I don't know why it is that nobody's like, Oh, well, if we put cyborg in the justice league in the inception of the whole thing, how that might mess up his whole, like everything that everybody knows about cyborg in like teen Titans and all that stuff. And it's like, you know, let let Cyborg be Cyborg. And you can totally graduate him to the Justice League. And then that way it's like you can still get another another uh, uh, person of color in that team if you want. The, the but, thing that did help their Cyborg, though, the new Cyborg, is that in the Flashpoint world, he was already at that level. So it's like that's the different reimagining. Yeah. And then that's what they use as a basis for the new 52 one. So in a way it was kind of a gradual thing, but it was still kind of drastic, but it's, it's, you know, it's just like, you know, like, I mean, you know, flashpoint wasn't that fresh and new Larry. I mean, you read age of apocalypse, you know, but it's like, like some, somebody that carried over from, from age of apocalypse over to, you know, you didn't see him grow up. You just saw him there and then you saw him after. And namely, I'm talking about Sugar Man, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're, you're right. And yeah, Flashpoint wasn't a whole bunch of new ideas, but it was they were just executed well. Mm, kind of. You didn't like Flashpoint? Uh, a lot of them. I, I like the good. story, but the end with Pandora, and then it turns out Pandora is just... Like a decoy or something. It's like, oh, Pandora's gonna do all this shit. Nope, never mind, she died. 
Oh, but that's not that's not Flashpoint. No, no, yeah, that's not Flashpoint. You're th- you're thinking about. I, f- I feel like they put more thought into Flashpoint than they did New Fifty Two. They did, probably, because all those other like in all those other comic books with the backstories and stuff like all that was amazing. Like, it, like it, it made you fall in love with those versions of those characters. Yeah, except like, Superman. I love for something. <laughs> I love like. You know, Richard Grayson as Doctor Fate. Oh man, you know what? I don't. Was that in the main Flashpoint, or was that one of the side? Fuck main Flashpoint! Shut the fuck up with that. (laughs) No, it's in the extra books. It's in the the world of Flashpoint. It's with Deadman and and Grayson. Like Deadman actually protects Dick Grayson. So that he can like protect the helm, the helm of doom. Oh man, uh, I don't know if do I read that one. Do you see a Doctor Fate in a DC Cinematic Universe? Nah, nah. I would love it, but I mean, they would have to make a, a um, DC movie that's all you know supernatural and all that stuff, which no, they kind of I mean, well, they could do. They could. Do, they could do a lot of things. things. Well, technically, they haven't done two. They, they fucked up one, and then they did one. I don't. Wait, which one's the one that fucked up? The Jonah Hex. Oh, I mean, can can they why just do? do need, why don't why? they just do a, a Zatanna movie? Well, they they actually they did fuck up their other paranormal, like supernatural movie, which was Suicide Squad. I think I think we need to first see how well you, you mean Oscar-winning Suicide Squad. Um, we gotta see how well they a, deserve that Oscar. We gotta see how well the Wonder Woman movie does before they probably consider doing a Satana movie or something. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. I mean, like, yeah, Suicide Squad was technically a supernatural movie because the villain was a supernatural threat. And it was Suicide, DC Ghost Suicide Ghost Squad doesn't normally deal with the supernatural, does it? In their comics? If they did, they'd probably have to get somebody in there that would be like somebody that would die. <laughs> yeah. So they could do an issue of supernatural stuff. Maybe they maybe that's why they should have saved the supernatural for one of their supernatural superheroes. I don't I don't understand why you would need a supernatural like a whole supernatural movie to do Doctor to have Doctor Fate in it. Like I feel like a Doctor Fate could fit into a different movie. I mean uh like he, he would have fit. would he fit in the Justice League movie if they just cram him yeah. in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He fit any, in the cartoon. I mean, if, well, they would have to prefix. They would have to, you know, maybe show a flashback nah. or something about his origin nah. or something. Just put him on there. People will get it. I know that whenever they put him in a uh, in a cartoon episode, it was a supernatural episode. Yeah. All he has to do is Dr. Fate shows up and says, hey, I'm Dr. Fate. And everybody's like, Dr. Fate? That's a strange man. 
like well, I don't think I don't know if we'll dark. ever see a Justice League dark <laughs> live action. Maybe I don't know. Nah. Nah. Is that I comic mean, still even going? No, not dark. It, it doesn't really matter because I mean, even the like they're 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 in for that was the Constantine show, the yeah. Hellblazer show, and yeah, that got demoted to cartoon. Yeah, it <laughs> got demoted to cartoon. I mean, really, if you're going to see Dr. Fate in anything, it'll probably be Arrow. A little well, too grounded yeah, for I mean, having for Dr. Fate or something. He would have shown up. He would have shown up in the Constantine show if it would have gone on because they showed the, the helmet. He was in Smallville. Nobody cares about Smallville. <laughs> okay, what about that other guy? Uh, what about that other guy? What's his name? That that's like like half demon, Etrigan. Do you think he, he, Jason, Jason Blood? Yeah. Do you think he will show up in a <laughs> DC Cinematic Universe? No. Nah. Why? Is he too He's much? more likely to show up in Legends of Tomorrow. He was already in Arrow. What? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that one. But he, he wasn't was the demon, right? No, he put on a mask. Oh, wait, that's so wait a minute, man. He doesn't change stupid. into a demon. He just puts on the mask and becomes a demon. He didn't feel like he, rhyming. He put he puts on a yeah. He doesn't rhyme either. It's Jason Blood puts on a mask and he's all creepy. That's bu- that is some that is, that is so some hard. bullshit. That is so slow adult. That's so Raven. I'm I'm so glad I don't watch Arrow anymore. That's yeah. Anymore? That was like three seasons ago. <laughs> because your only because the only show you're watching is Legends of Tomorrow, right? Not even only Flash. Legends of Tomorrow is amazing. What about, yeah, actually, what, I was watching. Even, what about those crossover episodes when they when the other characters show up? In I mean, I watch the crossovers, but. I you know I don't have. Do you get forward to the musical? No, I don't want to see the musical. You even whoa, watch whoa, whoa, what You even watch the Supergirl episode? It's a it's a Supergirl and Flash crossover where the villain is the music meister, and so they're musical. I think it's yeah. gonna be like the last crossover where at the end of Supergirl. Musical episode, so like La La Land. Yeah, so it's a it's a musical Flash, so Mo definitely watch it. Yeah, no, I'm not. I mean, I'll watch it, but I'm not. I can already tell you, I don't like it. If it's as good as the Brave and the Bold episode where Music Meister came out, it might be good. It probably won't be. Yeah, Yeah, probably not. Um, Unless they show Batman coming out there and start singing. They they did that in a cartoon. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they had an episode where Batman came on stage and started singing. You know, I, I actually just watched Supergirl with Mixil Spitlick. How was, was it? No, it was terrible. Awesome. <laughs> was he a midget? No, he's just he's just a handsome dude. You look like, you look like John Snow. Yeah, uh, it's, he, it's, he wasn't he wasn't a midget. No, he he don't say that, Tire Claw. That that we don't use that word on Fantastic Forum. Or no, short person? you call it a little person? No, shut, no, Tire Claw. 
No. Um, it, it's it's a wasted opportunity because they literally could have just used the animated one from the cartoon, since Mixiel Spitlick is the the dude that travels across dimensions. You know, like it would have elevated if they would have done that. It would have elevated that show for me. That would have been amazing. Yeah. Not as amazing as Gilbert Gottfried. That's Gilbert. true. Well, the cartoon is already short too. Yeah, but but the thing is, the cartoon one is Gilbert Gottfried. Just get yeah, Warwick Davis to like play him. that character. Yeah. What? He doesn't. Tiger Claw. God damn it! Stop it! Just stop it! Not the stream. Don't stop broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Are we ready for reviews? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do some reviews. All right, How about you go first, Mo? Okay. So, The Visitor, how and why he stayed. Number one. It's, uh... I'm hesitant to, I'm hesitant to say that it's amazing, only because it's, like, the number amazing. one... Well, it's, it's, it's like, you're, Hellboy number one, Guy Den, BPRD number one, Guy Den. Uh, you know how they had the Hellboy 1948 yeah. and 1954? So it's like those Guy Den, but not the exact year that they did, just like a year before. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like you're getting a little bit of, uh, you know, essentially new stuff, but with stuff that you've already seen mixed in, which is cool. I like when they do that on like in movies and TV shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. And then it's basically the story of this alien that was sent to to Earth to kill Hellboy as soon as he crossed over because they had already like pr- foreseen what happens when the Red Hand of Doom does its thing. Um, and then he couldn't do it because when he got to Earth, it was a little boy. And he saw compassion in the professor's eyes when it came to Hellboy. And then he saw the reciprocation of that compassion and the effect that that had on Hellboy. So then he just tracks Hellboy throughout the years. He, he You know, he gets chewed out by his commanding officers on why he didn't kill him. Mm-hmm. You know, they tell him, you have the ultimate weapon, just do it. And he goes, he's just a kid. And they're like, no, he's not. He is not N. Sabanur, but Amun Ram, you know, <laughs> the, what they call Hellboy mm-hmm. <laughs> in the N. Sabanur fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, but he goes, no, I see, I see good in him and everything. And then it ends with the captions of saying, you know, I was never sure that I could kill him as a child. And as an adult, I saw him love humanity and actually fight to defend humanity to threats that were even unknown to us. So someone that could actually come from hell, have this destiny, but actually with his own free will, save and fight, you know, risking life and limb to protect humanity that would, you know, shun him if they knew him. Mm -hmm. It, It can't be all bad. And that's how issue one ends uh, with that caption. And I was like, that's it. Like it, only because not because it was underwhelming, 
No, it left you wanting more. Yeah, that's what it's like. Fuck, where's this going to go from here? Because he basically already went through, uh, you know, 30 years of Hellboy lore. <laughs> yeah. And right. one so it did feel a little rushed just because they crammed, you know, 30 years and 24 pages. You know? And keep in mind that, like, probably like seven or 10 of those pages were original uh, visitor, like, dialogue and story. Mm hmm. They didn't go much into their details, like that alien race and why they, what their motivation is. Um, and at first, I was thinking, like, you know, they should have done an issue zero about that. But I mean, you know, let's face it; they're going to go through a lot of Hellboy stuff that I've already read, and then sprinkle that into it as part of it. Mm -hmm. I'll be happy. And it's a five issue miniseries, so right. if they do that, yeah, it's written by uh, Chris Robertson. That's cool. Which I love, you know, creator of I Zombie, mm -hmm. and uh, co-creator rather. Um, and the story is by Mike Mignola, so a story that Mike Mignola had, but you know, Chris Robertson, you know, actually fleshes it out and stuff. Right. So. See, and and that was the thing. Like I, that was one of the questions I was going to ask was, do they ever get into, or did they end up getting into, you know? who these aliens are and how it is they were able to, you know, have the ability to see the prophecy beforehand and why, what made them decide like, okay, well we have to intervene. Like, cause it's like the, the Hellboy prophecies are a prophecy about earth, isn't it? Um, yes, but it does affect, you know, the neighboring planets and stuff because when he opens the portal into the dimension, it comes in through space. So, technically, the Elder uh, Destruction, as we'll call him, instead of Cthulhu, it, it comes through a portal in in space. So, anybody in the neighboring galaxy or whatever, or neighboring planets, you know, they don't say where these guys are from, but, I mean, they could just be in a dimension that's, like, right over us, you know? Mm -hmm. And it, it cross, crosses to them and, and basically just destroys them to get to Earth, you know? Right. So, um, but yeah, they, they don't go into that yet. But I feel, I, I feel that they are going to go into it only because part of the thing is like, he's on he's Earth for a little bit of time, time. Uh, just to kill Hellboy. And then what, as the as Earth, Earth revolves... Earth around the sun, that guy will be out of range to be able to be transported back to where they're from. Mm. So we're probably going to see more of like where he should have done it by now and he hasn't. And, you know, that's interesting. And, um, who does the art? Uh, I believe it's a dude named uh, Paul Grist or Grist, and he does good. I mean, he does good Hellboy art. Um, I wish. No, he he does good art. It, it looks a little a little too colorful because I'm used to Mignola, right? Or Mignola, but it's only because Mignola just puts shadows on everybody's face and stuff. Right, and then this guy doesn't, but it is a very like lit book. Like the weapon is this prism that emits light, you know. 
So anytime the alien or the visitor is in the shot, you know, and like when they show the, the, the you know, the army with uh, the professor and the other like helper, it's like they show them as the like camera flash hits them, you know, from a different angle. Like we all seen the picture, like we saw it in the movie where it just shows the picture. Like we saw it in Hellboy 1 mm-hmm. and see the destruction, like we see that picture and then here we see it again, but we see it from like a different angle. That's cool. Yeah. Now I do like stories like that too, where they show you things you've seen, but from a different perspective Yeah. and and are able to add something like another layer to that, to those stories. That's always a cool thing to me. I feel like it's not easy to do. One thing they showed too was like when Hellboy got his puppy, his first puppy. And it's like he just it just it's just a throwaway thing. Like you know, when I read it the second time, I was like, okay, like I can see this. Like they just show him like he's he's talking to the professor about growing up a little, you know. And the guy's just watching from a different angle, but he's holding his puppy. Like okay, that's when he got the puppy, or like when he's learning how to ride a bike, mm-hmm. you know. So it's stuff that we've kind of seen before, but like seeing it through this guy's eyes. It like it makes you love Hellboy more, really. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's like it's it's really interesting like that whole universe and how it was able to like or I should say how Magnola was able to like let that be its own thing and self-contained and and not worry about like, like he told the stories that he felt he should tell, and even when he right. like basically removed the main character, like took the main character off the board, he was like, "My characters are are fine. Like they would still continue, <laughs> and that's what they do." Right. And, and those books were still interesting all the way to the point where this dude came back. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of like, well, you know, like the BPRD had been around before Hellboy. Right. So it's like Hellboy just adds to them, and then you see his stories, and then you know once they had the the BPRD books by themselves, yeah, it, it's a shame. And then there's also news about Hellboy too that the third movie is never happening. I think we all knew that at this point, though, right? Yeah, but I mean, well, you know, Del Toro is still trying, but it's, it's just, just that the studios don't you know, find any interest in making another one. Because I think they care more yeah. about it making money rather than, you know, the quality of the film. But didn't the movies make money? I, I just know. they just think it's not gonna make a billion bucks. Oh. Like, like Civil War. Like at this point it got to the point where everybody was investing in comic movies just like they were investing in comic books in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. And then it's like only a few make the billion dollars. Like, even big names like the X-Men don't make the billion dollars in a week like, you know, Civil War did. And They're not making as good of movies. Well, yeah, but it, it's, you know, it's just one of those things like, you know, yeah, I don't want to make 500 million with Hellboy. I want to make a billion with, you know, Marvel. Yeah. That's it crazy. It just goes like that. So, I mean, it's, you know, we're also in the age where the technology is a lot more accessible to other people. So... Like, technically, like, if Netflix decided, you know, they don't want to make a, a, you know, what was it, Manchester by the Sea is an Amazon movie, right? Right. 
you know, like, so technically, like, we uh, maybe even Amazon and Netflix passed on well, Hellboy you know, 3. You know, no. why don't he just make the movie himself and then shop it around to see if a uh, for a distributor or something? Doesn't he have the kind of money? I mean, to he's make also, a, but yeah, you're not supposed to invest your own money in a movie. Like that's that's film school one hundred and one. Uh, unless you're Kevin Smith. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, unless you could uh, somehow crowdfund it. Yeah, but then again, because of that, Kevin Smith can't even remake any more Clerks. That's different. Well, he, 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 he is he is going well, to do exactly, another. But that's uh, the thing. That's what happens. That's what happens when you invest your your own money. Is you got to sell it off for a profit. Yeah, he is going to make you know? a new Jay and Silent Bob movie. Right, because it's the Those only are, thing he owns. That's yeah, exactly. Like even Mallrats, he lost. Man, that sucks. Yeah, but well, at least he still owns those characters, it... so you can make as many of the, as many of those as you want, and and people right, will pay money you're... to see it. <laughs> it there, people will pay lots. People of People pay to money to see him talk. There's not the best, you know. Those two are not the best parts of every movie they're in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, not even Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. <laughs> it's serious, like, yeah. Like the, Kevin the Smith makes his money from talking to people. And, and, and what's pizza. funny is the 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 new one that he's gonna work on is literally the same movie but just rebooted. No, I mean it's all it's all it's all about them. It's it's poking fun at the whole studio studios making reboots of uh, a lot of older movies, and I think Jay and Silent Bob are trying to stop the studios from rebooting. The Blunt Man and Chronic movie. Yeah. Blunt Man V Chronic, or whatever. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's the plot of the uh, the uh, the new James Silent Bond that's coming out. They're trying to stop fight Donald Trump. In. And you know, in in these movies, tend to have a lot of cameos. So, you know, they'll probably he'll probably get some big names to sh- uh, make some appearances in the movie. As long as he brings back Cockknocker. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Mo, all in all, what was your your final thought on the visitor, and what would you rate it? Right now, I give it a four out of five. Uh, I would have given it a five out of five, just if it was well, it felt too short. <laughs> I guess that's a good thing, but it still left me like ah, I want more. So, uh, with a lot of these number ones, sometimes I feel like I don't need to read more, or I could read more, or I want to read more. But this is like ah, oh, I'm missing something, and it's not you know it's not the book's fault, or it is the book's fault for doing something right. <laughs> but um, I, I think uh, it's I guess it's kind of like the Lord of the Rings, where like they never got Best Picture. In the Oscars until the third one. Uh huh. So I think that's like I I want to read since it is a, a mini series. I'm I I'm going to review it again once I read all five issues. That's fair. That's fair. Like yeah. if anything, like Guillermo del Toro should make the Visitor movie. <laughs> 
I wonder. I wonder if uh, Magnolia will let him do that. Yeah. Why don't? Yeah. Why don't you send him a tweet about that or something, or contact him? Give him some ideas. You know, I'm gonna do that right now. Excuse me one second. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. He's on it. So cool. So, uh, I guess I'll talk about America number one real quick. While Moses tweets uh, Guillermo del Toro slash Mike Mignola. Um, so, America number one is uh, a book from Marvel that stars America Chavez, which is uh, Miss America that was in... The Young Avengers and was also like is currently in the Ultimates. Um, I feel like there's another team that I'm forgetting that she was a part of. That's a pretty cool team, but I'm sure uh, I'm sure it'll come to me <laughs> at some point. But she's a a hero that's pretty strong and has like multi-dimensional she's from an uh, alternate dimension herself and has these multi-dimensional powers that can make it so that she can basically step through multiverses and all that kind of stuff and she's, she's gypsy um new gypsy not real gypsy Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I mean, if that's the case, then New Gypsy's her because, you know, she came first. <laughs> so, but yeah, it is closer to that, even to the point where, like, you know, she, well, I don't know, is, is New Gypsy Latina? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In the TV show, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, yeah, maybe, maybe Flash was, was trying to, get their America Chavez on or whatnot. Their Miss America on. So it is it they they those two characters that I think about it, they are kind of similar in a lot of ways. Um except that Miss America's cuter. But of course she's she's drawn. So you know, that's tough to compete with. <laughs> but I hear you. I hear you. It, yeah, exactly. It's easy to look good when you have an eraser. Right. <laughs> right. And so, um, but, you know, they definitely are, or Miss America is definitely like kind of the sassy, tough type. Um, she, she's really fast. She's really strong. Um, and she's like, she's definitely the type of character that, um, like she likes to present herself as as tough as nails, which she really is. But you know, she you could tell that she definitely has a soft side that she doesn't choose to show to a lot of people. And so, this book is kind of about seeing that side of her um, after she's decided she wants to make like some changes in her life 
And so it, it's a lot more slice of life-ish than I anticipated because I like this character and I've liked her for a while in books like Ultimates and Young Avengers and uh, the, the other one that I'm not remembering. <laughs> I don't know. This character sounds racist. Uh, you, what makes you, you sound? Make, you make a Hispanic superhero and what's her power? Crossing quarters. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, she definitely wouldn't be kept out by a wall. I'll tell you that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's written by Gabby Rivera, which this is her first comic book. And um, it's penciled by Joe Kionis. And um, it's... Like, I like what it does because it's definitely giving us a different take on this character. It, you know, she, she, she breaks up, well, or maybe she does, she gets broken up with by her girlfriend. And she decides, well, she was already planning on going, going to college. And the girlfriend was going to come with her, but she decided, well, she'd rather stay and just kind of let, like, kind of went with or told her, like, hey, this is actually your journey and I'm going to let you, like, do that. And, of course, she's not happy about it. Um, but when she goes to school, which this the school is definitely not your standard kind of college. It's uh, kind of one of these... Um, Marvel school for talented, gifted youngsters. Yeah, kind of, sorta. Yeah, like it's not. It it there's a there are powered people and non-powered people that go to this school, but it is definitely like one of those kinds of things going on where. So it's a community college. (laughs) Yes, the community college with classes in how to use your superpowers along with things like physics and calculus and the such. Does this take place in her own universe or 616 ultimate what's going on? No, no, this takes place in, in the, the current Marvel universe. And so, cause like, she's still like, she's on the ultimates and there they make an appearance um, in this book for those like, the, the Ultimates in the Marvel Universe is the, the team that has uh, Black Panther and Captain Marvel and uh, Spectrum and Blue Marvel on it. And so, uh, you know, it's it's interesting because what, what the book does well, I think, is introduce this concept of her going, like, trying to kind of start fresh and enter like a new phase in her life um, by going to this school, but also showing that she's not detached. Like, you know, like sometimes you would read a book like this and be like, okay, so this isn't even happening in the same universe or at the same time as everything else that we're reading. But this book is simultaneously like about her going to school and about her doing her thing with the ultimates periodically or like one of her real close friends is uh, Kate Bishop 
you know, the other Hawkeye. And so that, that Hawkeye, I mean, like she shows up because like, that's her friend. So you're like, okay, like Kate Bishop is like off doing her thing. And then also too, it turns out that, um, that, uh, prodigy, which prodigy, which the former X-Man that became a young Avenger, uh, is going to that school as well. And so you still kind of get bits of, of like her past kind of, you know, mixing in with her, her present. And so it's really interesting because it's a, it's a book of like self-discovery and about a young person, like kind of coming into their own and figuring out things for themselves, uh, along with being or doing some slight, like sci-fi ish type superhero stuff. Um, yeah, I think, I think, uh, Jonas does his, he does his thing with the art. It is definitely in in Joe Kionis' style, though. So it's like, you know, if you're cool with that, you'll like it. If you're not cool with that, then you you won't. Um, it's not. It definitely is not his best work, but it it gets the job done. And um, the writing, like, you can tell that Gabby Rivera's never written a comic book before but not in a bad way. It's just the way that she, uh, the way she chooses to let this story unfold is not typical of a comic book. And even in, in the sense of like some of the, the scene shifts that you get are just different. And like some of the, like some of the beats in the book aren't, of a typical um, comic book nature. And so, but I think it all works. Like, I I feel like if you don't know who Miss America is and you read this book, it, it may make you a fan, but I can't say, I can't say that for certain. Um, I feel like it's a book that's going to resonate with some people and others they'll just you know think of it like okay well I don't need to see what happens next. So I think it's just a matter of, of who you are and what you might be looking for in a book at that particular moment. Do say what? Uh, do they take any time to introduce the character? Do they take any time to introduce the character? Yeah. They I, do. I saw, I saw the cover, and I could see how people that aren't into comic books are like, oh, they, they made a female Captain America. And then pick it up, and, and I'm, I don't see them, like, they, they might feel ripped off. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see that, because it, it is not... A fe- she's not a female Captain America. And yeah, like, it's definitely the kind of thing where the, like, a female Captain America is what you would expect from 
this book because that's what comic books do, like you said. Even though there is a Captain America cameo in this book, and and an homage. Right. I mean, the, the, the book is called America. She's got a Star Spangled outfit. I, you know this character. I know this character. Hector would walk into the comic book and be like, comic book shop and be like, "Oh, look, female Captain America. This is gonna be awesome." Read it and then be pissed off at us for not telling him. <laughs> but America's her name. Right. It's just... Come back into this dimension. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's one of those things where yeah, like there will be some people that very well might feel ripped off. And it's crazy because um if you're looking for a female Captain America, like Marvel has that. Like they even have like the 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 Captain America from twenty ninety-nine is actually um Luke Cage's and and friggin' um Jessica Jones's daughter. And like you know, like that that version of Captain America has shown up in different books in the in the Marvel universe. So it's like that you can get that. She that that character doesn't have her own book, but you know, unfor and, and like I said, she's brown too. But yeah, if that's what you're looking for from this book, that's not what you're really gonna get for the most part. Even though, like I said, there is like a a, a bit of a scene where you you kind of allude to that a little bit. But all in all. Um, it's like, it, it was, it's a, it's a definitely a good book. You know, it's not great yet, but, um, I'll, I'll, I'll pick up issue two to kind of see what happens next because I feel like the character herself, I enjoy, and I, I would like to see a, like where it goes. And then I, I'm enjoying the supporting cast as well. So yeah, I give it a three out of five. Respectable. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> so, um, let's do some news real quick. News. Comic book news. We should have a like uh, comic book like her. <laughs> Well, not, not like that, but, like... Not the auto-tune version, Tiger Claw. I'm not mad at you for that. I might have to get you to send me that. <laughs> Tiger Claw bringing back the classics. <laughs> You've been asking for that for, like, a year. You still haven't gotten it? I probably have. And don't... <laughs> I, probably, I probably don't remember where I put it. It's in, our Google, it's in our Google Drive. Oh, there it is. Okay, boom. Oh, Mo's back. I thought he was making the longest tweet ever. No, I I mean, I did the tweet, but then 
My dog started acting up, so I played with them a little. He did the tweet and then he flushed. <laughs> cool. So what are we talking about on the comic book news front? Uh, the jerk off that played uh, that played Doctor Doom in Fan Taforstick Four. Fan Forstick. Yeah, Fan Forstick. Uh, says he won't come back to do Doctor Doom until they get it right. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. The dude that played Doom in the last movie is like, I'm not coming back till you get it right. Yeah. Like, wasn't he part of the reason they got uh, it wrong? Till, till Marvel gets the rights back. But oh. if Marvel, but if Marvel gets the rights back, he wouldn't be considered for Doom. Nope. Mm-mm. It's like it turns out we would get like they'll get a better actor. You know. Boom! Yeah. There it is. They'll get uh, what's his name, Javier Vardem. Who's that? Hmm, that's an, that somebody would be an interesting that you would choice love for to Doom. See at Doctor Doom. Someone that I would love a, to play. A, Lat- a Latino, okay, a Latino Doctor Doom. I don't know. He's but... not Latino. He's French. <laughs> What's he been in? He was in No Country for Old Men. He's been in a bunch of... Like... He's a good actor. And I he would, believe you. He'd be a great dude. Okay. And he's, he's wasn't, even... wasn't he the Bond villain with no face? I think so. Yeah, yeah he was a, a Bond villain inspector, yeah. Uh, and it turns out Toby Kebble, the guy who was Doctor Doom, would just be the guy that you know gives him his coffee. <laughs> he'd be a he'd be a Doombot or Johnny Storm. Nah, he's not fit to smell the Johnny Storm's shit. Yeah, I mean, Marvel gets the if right he's on fire, you're gonna smell it everywhere. They will recast the entire thing. And- I don't know how they would do it, but it would be more faithful to the comics to some degree. Uh, they cast Medusa and Blackbird. Yeah, I did see that. Like, I guess this this Inhumans TV show thing is happening, huh? Well, yeah, they already have like theater dates and everything. Wait, is it a TV or movie? Well, it's a movie, but the first two hours. I mean, it's a TV show, but the first two hours are going to be released in the theater. Yeah, I mean, they're going to blow the, the budget play out gonna, on TV. Yeah, they're going to blow the budget on the pilot episode, and then I don't know what they're going to do with the rest of the series. Uh, I don't look. That's an investment. I don't think they're going to blow it. Like as as far as anybody's concerned, that's a Marvel movie in the theaters. That's true. Like it, that pilot episode might make a billion dollars. So it's true. a made-for-TV movie. But it's actually four episodes. No, it's made for theater because yeah, yeah they're gonna they're making it for the like it, it's not like they made it for TV and then they say okay we'll just play it on the theater like they haven't really like shot it yet. so oh, they're so they're gonna it do it in reverse the, yeah they make it movie style it's kind of like it for TV. it's kind of like remember I remember when they release when they released uh, the Clone Wars. 
You know, remember, you nope, remember the Clone like Wars cartoon when it was first released in the it's theaters? Not, it's not like that. It's not like that at all. Yeah, but the Clone Wars cartoon was released as as, as a theatrical movie first, and then we saw, and then it was on yeah, TV. Yeah, it, it, it's not like that at all. Because nope. this is actually going to be good. <laughs> Wait, Clone Wars wasn't bad. The movie was bad. The, the, anim- the animated baby. show? The animated movie. <laughs> the first three episodes of the Clone Wars animation was put out on theaters. That's, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. So it's something like that that they're going to be doing with uh, uh, Inhumans. No, it's not like that. It's, it's like gonna, that, but not like gonna, that. It, because it, it's not the, like that. It's going to have a very movie-like quality to it, and then the budget will get cut down a bit for television. It's not going to be a movie-like quality. It's going to be a fucking movie. And then it'll be cut up for TV for reruns. Like, they might not even do that. You might have to buy the Blu-ray. You mean you mean that they will Damn, not show the actual movie itself on TV after, let's say, when it's on reruns? Nah. Nah. You're going to have to buy the Blu-ray. Like, they're probably writing it in the way where you'll have to watch the movie... And then watch the TV show. But you don't have to... You know, the episode one of the TV show could be just episode one of the TV show. Is it... I mean, the the, the, the problem with that is... Uh, is it, you know, it, it is based on the cinematic universe. But you know how Marvel TV and Marvel movies is like these days. They barely acknowledge each other. It's not that they barely acknowledge each other. They acknowledge each other well and fine. They just don't cross over into each other. Because you can't pay movie stars a TV budget. And and, and you can't have and you can't and for some reason they can't have any of the characters from the TV show appear in the movies either. Because I remember reading about about uh, I think something about uh, Kingpin that uh, like. The guy that played Kingpin wanting to be in the Spider-Man movie, but they say it's impossible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So back (laughs) to my new story. um, Anson Mount is going to be playing Black Bolt. So, so how? Like, I know that it says he's from Hell on Wheels, and I know you you watched that. Yep. How how good is he? Is he a good pick for Black Bolt? Uh, he was a strong silent type on Hell on Wheels. There you go. I'll take you know? it. <laughs> like, he's, he's, you know, the John Wayne, like, he does talk a little more than, like, your typical John Wayne Western dude, but, I mean, there's a lot of interaction with people, but, you know, he, he I think he could do it. Like, his build, his build's going to be good. At, you know, with someone like Black Bolt, head shape has a lot to do with it. I think his head is a little too round. Mm. But you know, that's okay. He's got a strong jawline, and that's what sticks out of the mask. So, does he strike you as like the Hugo Weaving type of actor that is like willing to kind of like sacrifice the the visibility of a of a role in order to like play it properly? Like you know how, like you know, this fool 
you never saw his face in V for Vendetta. Yeah. But, but he still gave that role like his all, basically. You know what I mean? Well, I think it's because everything he's been in is, uh, it hasn't been that big. Like, Hell on Wheels was great, but it's not. It's one of those guy shows where it's mm-hmm. like dudes watch it, dudes love it, and then women ignore it. So it just ends up getting canceled and put on Netflix to finish off. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, so I, I think he's willing. He's willing to show off his acting, like might, by doing something like that, like the Hugo Weaving stuff. Okay, and and like he's he'll be, willing for the challenge. He'll be okay with like wearing a mask um, the majority of the time and still not saying anything, and I guess just having to emote. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think you know he does a, in, in Hell on Wheels. Like he, he has a beard that covers his face, so he kind of you can't see his face. I, like right now, I, I'm looking at the picture of, of what he looks like when he's not a Western guy, and it's like I don't know who this dude is. <laughs> yeah. Like, I may be wrong. Maybe he's somebody totally different in Hell on Wheels. I assume it's the lead in Hell on Wheels. Like, that's that's who you want. Unless you're talking about comics. Comics. And I think he, he's got the perfect head shape for Black Bolt. That's interesting. But, um, but yeah, I, I think... I, I don't know him personally, so I don't know if he's going to be able to... To handle that, like they might have to, you know, six episodes in, be like, he's, he's got, I got to talk, man, I got to talk. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he seems like a dude that'd be willing to take that challenge right now. Gotcha. I mean, and honestly, over the years, they've definitely, um, made enough like, uh, uh, uh constructs or ways for Black Bolt to speak periodically. You know what I'm saying? Where, like, you know, like, they could totally either go, like, uh, the, the, like, mental link kind of thing that he has with Medusa route. Yeah. Or they could totally do, like, the whole um, quiet room kind of deal. And, look, they even, there was an issue of Uncanny Humans recently which was really really good where uh the the way that um uh, one of the new inhumans one of the way their powers works is that they they can take the power from other inhumans and that inhuman took black bolt's power and it, like the whole issue was like amazing and super tense because the first thing black bolt did of course was like put like he kind of panicked and put his his hand over her mouth and was like she has my powers i need everyone to leave this room <laughs> you know because he understands of course that you know all the mental uh, uh preparation he had to do in order to make sure that he has that much power and doesn't hurt anybody and um i thought he automatically started reciting shakespeare in like an Anthony Hopkins type voice. <laughs> no, like, I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> that's funny, but yeah. So it's like, who don't? There can there can be ways for this guy to talk periodically, but that's the. I think that's the whole thing where it has to be periodically. It can't be like every episode we're looking for 
oh, you know, to hear what Black Bolt has to say, because that kind of takes away from it, I think. Mm-hmm. This show, it seems like it's going to shape up to be a pretty amazing, though. Yeah, um, you know, Medusa is going to be played by, uh, what's her name? Uh, Serinda Swan. And she's, her, I uh, don't know. She was in Smallville as Zatanna. She has a good look, though. Like, I could totally see some CG hair on her and yeah. it worked. Yeah. And, and then didn't and they I'm, cast... And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see her as a redhead myself. <laughs> Word. And then didn't they cast the dude from uh, Game of Thrones as Maximus? That I didn't read. Which one is that guy? Uh, the, the bastard. The bastard. The other the the bad bastard. Yeah. There's a lot of bastards on. You're right. No, the um, Michael Bolton. Right, not Michael Bolton, but yeah. I don't like Ramsey that. Bolton. Ramsey who's, Bolton. Who's gonna be Karnak? Damn, I hadn't even thought of the idea that there would be a Karnak in that show yet until just now. That's amazing. Johnny Carson. I can't wait to see Lockjaw. Johnny Carson? Yeah, Johnny Carson played a character named Karnak. Come on, Larry. You know, you, you, you're pretty white. <laughs> what, what? What does that even mean? <laughs> you, you know. You know what I mean. <laughs> Listen, don't be mad at me because I don't get the lame jokes. It's not a lame joke. He actually was Karnak. Yeah, but not the right Karnak. Uh, <laughs> or maybe I'm he just, was the right Karnak. Really, he actually picked that name because of the Inhumans. No, he didn't. We'll never know because he's dead. <laughs> R.I.P. Johnny Carson. Is that why we'll never know? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually not a big fan of of Johnny Carson myself, but... Uh, David Ayer seems to think that the Black Mask uh, is going to be in Gotham City Sirens. Why? Why do you say it like that? Like that? He seems to think that. Well, I don't know. Is he directing that? <laughs> I, I hope so. If he thinks that. Well, I mean, because he's. Oh, I guess he, he's not doing Suicide Squad too, right? I hope not. <laughs> No, because you know the what's his name, the anti semites doing that. Oh, Mel Gibson. Yeah. What is, is that? That's not confirmed, is it? No, but he's, he'll probably do it. There's no Jewish characters in there. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you seen that movie that he did? Uh, was it Hacksaw Ridge? I haven't. I heard it was really good though. Yeah, well, he said he wanted to make a good uh, uh, World War II movie with a happy ending. So I looked so up the So all ed- the Jews died in the end? Yeah, I looked up the ending and it was a bunch of Jews died. Oh, that's fucked up. That's, look, that's what he said. Fuck you, Mel Gibson. <laughs> you are too old for this shit. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I know it wasn't his line, but I don't care. 
Yeah. Yeah. You guys excited about the uh, the Black Lightning show? What? Oh. They're they're doing a Black Lightning TV show. You guys know they already casted the dude and everything. And I mean, I I know about it. I, I thought you asked me if I was excited. <laughs> oh, you're not excited? No. Why do you hate black people? I love well, black Mo, people. I'm always right. Love black people. I'm always right. It's like black, like, what do you, like, what is a black lightning TV show? That's like adult static shock? With yeah, a little, with with a little black dynamite. See? Exactly. Look, I don't want any of that. I don't want any of that, and that's so beautiful. Black women coming in and out—it's amazing. Derek Eight wants to call in, no. but for some reason I can't add him. Yeah, I was trying to add him too. It said we had the maximum number of participants. Yep. I don't know. If that was the Xbox Live thing. Is he Unless, calling? I don't, if one of you can try to add him. I've been trying free, to, like but, yeah, but it, 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 it tries to connect to him and then it just disappears. Yeah. That's unfortunate. I would like to have heard Derek H's take on some of these things. I Unless there's a way I can uh, add him first and add the rest of you guys or something like that. I don't know. That means I would have to disconnect the call. Yeah. Here, let me what? do it. Yeah, you should, yeah, give it a You're going to try to add him? Uh, yeah, I'm going to try to. I'm, I'm going to put you guys on hold and I'm going to add him in. Okay. Okay. How how do you how do you uh, you all feel about um, Suicide Squad winning that Oscar? Uh, I, that, it's for that, makeup. That, 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 that makes Suicide Squad legit now. It's an Oscar winning <laughs> movie. It's not like you even had trouble saying that, that. What did you say, Oz? Same thing you did. He couldn't. He couldn't even get it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just didn't sound right. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I'm, you know, I, I, I love, I'm not I making no movie. bones about it. I mean, it is legitimately an Oscar-winning movie. No ifs, ands, or buts. But should it I have love, won? I love that movie, and I still not exactly sure it should have won. Yeah, it, look, I, like I, ha- I saw Suicide Squad. I haven't seen Star Trek Beyond. It's it's pretty good. Star Trek I can Beyond. tell, I can tell just from looking at the previews of Star Trek Beyond that that joint should have won over Suicide Squad. Especially when you look at you start talking about that Killer Croc. That Killer Croc is terrible. Killer Croc is terrible in the context of he looks nothing like a comic book character that we all know. No, no, in the it's... context of a dude in a movie that other people saw, he looks okay. I would have preferred the killer croc. That's... I would have preferred the giant killer croc. You you know but what? Still, doesn't... you're comparing it to the comic. You or know, the cartoon. You... No, I'm not comparing it to the comic. I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. Comparing it to the comic, it's absolutely terrible. What I'm yeah, saying is. is this though: is as it's just a movie. The Killer Croc makeup is not good. Like, it looks ridiculous. It, it's like, it looks like 
the makeup for a character you would have seen in like 1985. Wait, what are we talking about? We're talking about the how Suicide Squad Oscar won an Oscar. Winning Oscar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So nah, what is I mean, Derek H for best makeup. Like we we had a Star Trek movie in the same year. Right. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I was like, I haven't even seen Star Trek Beyond, but the makeup of Star Trek Beyond is way better. Like I didn't know Squad. it was Idris Elba. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, El Diablo is good though. <laughs> well, yeah. listen, I feel like El Diablo was good, but I feel like Killer Croc and El Diablo kind of I mean, cancel each wonder, other out. I mean, what about and, the Joker's makeup? What, what about it? Like, I feel like the guy. Joker. Like, you don't win an Oscar for thirty seconds of a movie. Like Joker, Harley Quinn, Will Smith. Like you know, I look. Like, I feel like the best makeup in the whole movie was Viola Davis. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that, that makes that, that makes uh, Suicide, Squad, Suicide Squad even more legitimate because it has an Oscar winner. Man, um, um, look, none of those actors are Oscar winners. I'm talking Viola about Viola Davis. Davis. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, Jared Leto's got an Oscar. The DC, the Marvel universe has more Oscar. Oh, that's true. Jared Leto did win an Oscar, huh? For uh, yeah, for playing a woman. Yeah, and he was he was trans, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that's an easy like Oscar. Like that's just like playing a small <laughs> thing. or uh, a guy with a deformity. Like he should have been Harley Quinn, is what you're saying. <laughs> he won Oscar for Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> the messed up part is Jared Leto is a great actor. Like he does good work. I, Except I'm, as a Joker, I'm not, right? It's just his Joker not, was just lame. I'm not a fan of his in particular myself. Like, you don't like it, Fight Club? Not for him. Oh, uh, okay. I, I didn't even know he was in it till I watched it like the fifth time. <laughs> you knew he was in it. You didn't know it was him. No, like, I, it just seemed like an, a character that you know. I I just didn't pay attention to that character in that movie. Like, okay. All I really cared about was the love triangle, and mainly Ed Norton. Yeah. But yeah. And then Requiem for a Dream, like Marlon Wayans stole the show. Yeah, but because like, man, fucking Marlon Wayans can act. Yeah. You no, know, Mar- Marlon Wayans was amazing in that movie, but he's good too. Who's and then. And then Keith David had like he should have won an Oscar for that line. <laughs> for that I line, what line? Out for air. Do you talk through the line, Tiger Claw? Yeah, thanks, Tiger Claw. Thanks for broadcasting. Say, say it again. Say it again. Say, but say it with more. Say, say it with more passion. Now I know it's pretty, but I didn't bring it out for air. <laughs> Talk, that's an Academy Fantastic Forum will never win an Oscar. <laughs> we might win Best Makeup. Bar's I mean, pretty low. Well, we have, we have I, mean, I mean, the, cate- I mean, the category was Best Makeup and Hairstyling. Hairstyling. Oh, well, say, that makes a difference. The, right, just like, with Mo, you get the hairstyling. None of the characters had real hair like that. Like <laughs> Half of them were bald. Yeah, exactly. If I was there, just like had a wig, like she has a wig in everything she's in. 
It still has to be except, styled. Except for Killer Croc. He yeah, had no hair. <laughs> That's what we're saying. Like, nobody really had hair. Like, And, you know, the Joker's hair didn't look, like, good. Like, I've had that hair before. It's easy. I got it by mistake. <laughs> does, does anyone at the barbershop ever ask for the Joker haircut? Well, um, that haircut is in style. They they call it, well, I call it the Hitler Youth haircut. <laughs> but, but you know, I, I actually think people history. It's like, yeah, that's that's the Heimler. How do you uh, how do you guys feel about Patrick Stewart saying he's he, this is his last uh, X Men movie with Logan? Yeah, I don't care. I'm, I'm, I mean, he was a I'm good okay professor. X, but he's, I'm He's okay. a good Professor X in shit movies. I mean, I'm okay yeah. with that. I mean, uh, it's, he already passed the torch for uh, what's his name? Uh, that that played the younger, yeah, the younger Professor X. They're gonna continue yeah. making those movies with that I, actor. I hope, I hope he gets an Oscar for best hair in uh, Logan. <laughs> 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 Oh, that's right. Logan opens this hair and makeup. I the the reviews are saying that that movie's really good. It's ninety two percent on Rotten Tomatoes and certified. I don't fresh. know. I, I saw I saw a toe claw. So I mean, has there ever been an X Men movie that has had a night uh, a, a, a a rating of ninety percent or more? I don't know. I think maybe the, the first time. or second one. There was no Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, but they still rate it now, like, after the fact. I mean, you're comparing old movies to one that's not even out yet, really. Like, it really started, what, tonight? Yeah, but people have seen it. Yeah. It'll be rotten. It'll be rotten by the end of the week. (laughs) It depends on the box office. I won't lie. I'm I'm not that excited for this movie, but I'm going to go see it. Uh, I'm less excited than I was three months ago, but, but yeah, I, I might see it on Sunday. Hopefully. Okay. Let's see. Uh, but probably not, <laughs> but probably not. I'm, I'm no, I mean, uh, Sunday is my only day off. I'm looking at the X uh, movies and, and looking at the rotten tomato scores. The last movie to have a rating of, over ninety percent was Days of Future Past. That had a ninety-one percent. Oh, that can't have that. That's terrible. <laughs> so that means that X Men is probably that Logan is probably just as good as Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past, but a little better. Uh, I'll see it eventually at a matinee. Yeah. Or you can just go to. Yeah. Or you can watch it at a matinee in the afternoon, on a Friday. As opposed to matinee on at night. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, uh, I guess technically you go to the first show, go in the morning, eleven o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> technically. Yeah, when I nobody's mean, there. That's expecting me to get up. Yeah, I mean, you go you go to the first <laughs> show when nobody's there. On a Saturday. All right. Tide Claw's an early riser. What's the difference? 
you you uh <laughs> I ain't talking you, to you see the movie early and then you go you go about the rest of your day after you see it. I just see it at night and then come home and sleep. Yeah, but if you see it at night and then you come home, you're so exhausted. You want to go straight to bed. I'd rather see it during the day so yeah. that I can talk about it during the day. I don't want to talk to nobody. Have, have they have they found somebody to project it on the wall so you can watch it? <laughs> <laughs> we're finding. We're looking for somebody. We know a guy, but he has to get the equipment. There it is. Any other news we gotta talk about before we go? Uh, yes, I just added. Yeah, I just added some uh, news just moments ago. Um, incorporated actor Sean Teal joins the cast of Fox's X Men drama series as a mutant character named Eclipse. This is for that new X Men series on Fox. Uh, the one Legion. Yeah, that's the the one about the uh, you know family protecting the mutants from some government forces or something like that yeah it says here we know that jamie chung will be playing an established marvel comic hero on fox's new x-men tv series but the second mutant to be added in the ensemble will be one created just for the show according to deadline sean teal from incorporated uh will play marcus diaz eclipse a natural rebel compelled by circumstances to cooperate with others. Marcus is a passionate and strong-willed fighter who sometimes lets his emotions overrule reason. Eclipse will have the power to absorb and manipulate photons, which sounds a little like a variation on Sunspot's solar-based abilities. So there you have it. I don't, I don't feel like that's a good... That's not what Sunspot does. It is, but, you know, like a toned-down version of it. No, I mean, like, manipulating photons is like bending light. No, or bending or projecting or absorbing or, you know. Manipulating oh, could be all sorts of things, not just bending. Because all, but all Sunspot does is absorb, absorb, well, I guess technically he can project, but mostly... It's him absorbing solar energy to enhance his strength. All this light stuff sounds like and dazzling. project. I mean, like I said, technically he can he can project. Right. That's but, manipulating photons. But yeah, like he's doing more than just like he's not even bending. Like he manipulates photons. <laughs> done and done. Yeah, I don't know. And then also too, they mentioned like isn't isn't Eclipse already a character in uh, in Marvel? Like, yeah, but isn't it like one of the um, Horsemen of Apocalypse? I thought. Yeah, but you know, it's just like how they have Scorponok in Transformers, but he's a Beast Wars guy. Oh, I mean that's what I expect from X Men on Fox. Like, is they gonna have Mister? They gonna have Mister Sinister, but he'll be more like the Puppet Master. You know what I mean? <laughs> I guess so. Uh, All right. Uh, did I, I post? Larry, did you things. watch the rest of the episodes? 
Wait, hold on. Say that again, uh, uh, Mo. Did you watch the rest of the Legion episodes? No, I haven't yet. I will, though. Nah, it gets less Legion-y. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the show's great, though. Don't get me wrong. Like, All right. I, I actually like the show. Like, I almost wish it wasn't related to X-Men at all. Right. And like, look, and that's the way they probably should have went. I actually had to do research on why it's not, you know, because, you know, like the people that produce it are like Marvel Studios television people like Jeff Loeb. And, and so it's actually the X-Men people and the Marvel TV people doing it together. Mm. And at one point they didn't want it to have they didn't want it to connect to the movies because Marvel was going to use them as part of the MCU as well. Mm-hmm. And then when Brian Singer got involved, he's like, "No way, dude!" And then <laughs> they so they they ended up. I think that ended up with the the the, the weirdness because some of it does feel like, you know, like yeah, it's not Muir Island, but yeah, it's an island, yeah. Mm. And then yeah, uh, so I mean, and then kind of the way that they get in his head to like. Basically, she's the 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 faux white queen. Oh, it's not like you know, Oz called her like female Xavier, but she's more like the white queen. Yeah, in like Generation X. Uh huh. Like it, it's mo- It feels more like a Generation X thing than anything else. Um, she oh, like the way she gets him to like silence the voices and hear the right ones and 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 hone in on each one is kind of cool. I remember that Generation X TV movie. Yeah, yeah, don't remember it, please. But thank you, <laughs> thank you. For that, yes. Um, but yeah, uh, that that's kind of cool. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I wish it was more Legiony. But it could be worse. It could have been that, you know, power. Not legally and bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I yeah, hear it could, you. Been, it could have been Supergirl. It could have been Gotham. Although on, on, FX, on FX, it would never be any of those. Like, yeah. I feel like everything on FX is good and they're willing to take, like, weird chances. Yeah. Like, there's, I don't know if you, there's a show called Men Seeking Women or Man Seeking Woman. Oh, and it's wow. just like a romantic. I love that show. Yeah, it's great. I only seen one episode, and I think it's one of the greatest shows ever ever to come out of uh, out of FX. It's like metaphors done literally. Yeah, like he, like he goes on a date, and like he's like, "Oh, she's a troll," and and it's, and, and it's a real troll. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. And then, like, there's one commercial that's hilarious where, like, this chick's, like, she's, you know, she's a good-looking girl. And she's out, and she's like, oh, I have a boyfriend. And they tell her, man, your boyfriend must be, like, a James Bond type or whatever. And then they show this, like, lanky, nerdy dude, like, scratching his balls in his sweats. Because <laughs> that's what the dude is. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah. You know, but he's just in the sweats eating Cheetos and scratching his balls, getting Cheeto dust on his balls. <laughs> there it is. There's a there's an episode where it's the dude like being jealous of the girl's friends, and then he he's gonna try to not be jealous anymore. But he meets her new friend, 
which is literally an interdimensional penis monster. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but in, interdimensional penis monster. Like, I love how you just said it like it was a thing that we all would know. Look, we've all seen Hellraiser. I have not seen Hellraiser. Uh, what? You're doing yourself a disservice. I don't. You, I don't. You really it, are. It feels scary. You know what? Watch, watch, man, seeking woman. That that show's awesome. Yeah, it makes interdimensional penis monsters not scary. Okay. <laughs> there's one episode where it's like how bad like i forgot how they set it up but basically this guy's the worst date she ever had and then they show the last date she had and she actually went out with hitler (laughs) yeah like really old hitler too like currently hitler like if he was in hiding and just lives among us (laughs) (laughs) and they're having like a wedding party and they invite him and he's jewish so it's kind of (laughs) funny that's funny you need to watch this show, man. <laughs> I do too. I've only seen one episode. <laughs> uh, there's one more thing that I just found recently. Um, did you guys see the uh, test footage of Aquaman? For no. the Justice League, I don't want to see that. Yeah, I uh, don't care. I'll, I'll link it in the sky. I, it's only five seconds. What do you? Oh well, I'm good on that too. <laughs> yeah. What, just... what do you think of it, Tiger Claw? It looks interesting. It's just basically a shot of Aquaman swimming underwater and and approaching oh. some some dude on the right. So the scene from Dawn of Justice. No, no, not the scene from Dawn. <laughs> no, not longer. the scene. No, not the scene from Dawn of Justice. It's actually. It looks like it's from the movie because there's another guy on the other side. It's it's the scene from Dawn of Justice, but but if it was in. The visitor, how and why he stayed. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you wrap everything up. Indeed, indeed. All right, and why let's close this out then? Oh yeah, let me play the uh, let me play the uh, theme here, and here we go. Dun 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 dun. All right, El Hex. Final thoughts. Um, I'm just here waiting for Moe's podcast. There you go. Tiger Claw, final thoughts. Uh, Logan is out this weekend. Go see it. This is a 92% on Round Tomatoes. <laughs> Oscor, final thoughts. Uh, at the end of the last episode we did, I ended up buying the entire Married with Children box collection. So <laughs> I. I both hate and love you guys for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Good time. Moses Magnum, final thought. Uh, Popcast coming soon, I guess. <laughs> I already have one subscriber. Word. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, and hopefully this episode will go up soon as well. I'm recording. Oh, it. shut up. You act like we're not current all year. <laughs> like, we try to stay current. Hey, 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 look, I want that. I want this episode in my inbox, like, as soon as you hit stop on the stream. <laughs> oh, it, it, it'll show I, up. It'll, it it'll show up in, the end. It'll show up in the uh, Fantastic Four Twitter. So close. <laughs> so close. That's the name of the episode. So close. Yes. <laughs> the, the last episode was from February 22nd. Right, that's last week. 
fool. Yeah. And the one before that was. And the one before that Today's was March 15th. That was last month for my calendar. And then, yeah, the one before that was February 15th. But. After February 15th, right. we, we have January 18th. And after that was October. Right, we didn't do shows. We didn't do shows in between those dates. So, oh, uh, there's geez. a couple of episodes oh missing between those. No, we, we didn't broadcast those dates. I don't know. It sounds like you're lagging to me. Oh, jeez. For the entire Fantastic Four, thank you all for listening. We do appreciate you. We'll be back next week. Tiger Claw, thank you for broadcasting. I I mean that as sincerely as I can, not in the like curse word way that Mo says. <laughs> you're <laughs> and welcome. we'll be back next week. Until then, we're out.